Today's podcast is brought to you by Dell Expert Network. Dell Expert members receive a dedicated account manager. This is a personal one-on-one partnership dedicated to helping you grow your business. All account managers are extensively trained on a variety of Dell products. Your dedicated account manager, who is backed by a team of both subject matter and technical experts, will help you identify, plan, and execute projects for your clients. Together, your Dell Expert Network team will help you find the right solutions for your clients as well as flesh out larger opportunities. Join Dell Expert Network now at www.dell.com forward slash expert network to partner with your dedicated account manager. You are entering the MSP Zone, a podcast for the managed services community, covering news, analysis, and interviews from around the globe. Elevate your MSP game by staying in the MSP Zone. And now, your host, Charles Weaver. I hope everybody had a fantastic time last week at IT Nation. Um, I know a lot of MSP Alliance members were there. Um, we unfortunately couldn't be there for uh, for a few reasons. I'll get into some of those, but um, I, I hear it was a great great event. Um, had, had a great time as always. Uh, at least the MSPs that I've I've heard from and. Uh, we're definitely going to be making a, a concerted effort for for the MSP lines to be at MSP, uh, sorry, at IT Nation next year, 2023. Um, no matter what it takes, we're, we're, I, I know we we just need to make it happen. Um, what? So why were we not there? Um, well, chiefly one reason. So, which is kind of the the topic of today's podcast. Um, we had our MSP Alliance um, Inspire group meeting in Las Vegas last week at the beginning of the week. So it was, it was not conflicting with IT Nation. Um, and then we had some personal um, things that we had to attend to, so which actually caused us not to be able to make it. But we had our Inspire meeting and then those members, some of them went to to IT Nation. Um, so just want to make sure everybody understood we weren't, we weren't double booked for, for IT Nation and this Inspire group. But some of you may be saying, well, what's MSP Alliance Inspire? Um, uh, I'll, I'll get to that now. Um, the Going back to MSP World this year in March in, in Orlando, there... It, it wasn't the first time that it came up, but it, it was... It was uh, it's been a recurring theme for the last several... Um, uh, meetings that some of the members in the organization have been not so not so quietly, not so subtly um, urging us to do, and, and that is to create uh, our own peer group. And I've always been there's a lot of MSP peer groups, a, a lot of a lot of good ones, probably some not so good ones, um, but we've you know we've always maintained, uh, I don't know, I guess a, a very different view of, of the traditional peer group, right? The, the traditional peer groups, the ones that are out there, kind of, you know, you're a non, non-competitive, non-geographically competitive um, uh, groups of, of small groups of, of other MSP executives, and you get together, you, you have an NDA, and you share your financials, and you kind of hold yourselves accountable. Um, 
it, that's not all you do. You talk about other things, um, which it changes every every time you meet. Um, but for for some reason, a, a group of MSPs, all of whom do or used to participate in other peer groups, started coming to us and saying, "Hey, look, we." we should we should do something nice and, and i would keep saying well, why there's like tons of msp groups out there you have plenty to choose from and they they kept persisting it's like what and these aren't people who are going to benefit from this i mean monetarily they're 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 people who generally were saying look we need to do something and i and i kept pushing back and i kept pushing back and asking why 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 and and eventually it came out and and when one person said it, I thought, well, maybe that's that's a little, you know, maybe that's just their experience. But then when I when I talked to other people from other geographic market areas, they said the same thing. And basically, you know, I'll I'll, I'll boil it down uh, for you because uh, there's many many reasons. But the 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 essence of it was is that the traditional the existing peer group circuit had had kind of um, burned out had had kind of run its course i don't I, you know i'm i these are my words but I, i'm trying to interpret kind of interpret what i was hearing which is look the, we we need a we need an alternative and we need an alternative for professional minded msps that that aren't you know just a feeding ground for mna activity number 1 uh, number two, isn't solely or predominantly focused on just comparing, you know, financials and seeing who has, you know, who's the bigger MSP based on bottom line or, or top line revenue, but but an actual gathering of true peers who have an interest to talk freely about a variety of topics on a timeline that is completely organic meaning that it's a it's not a forced agenda it is a it's an agenda of what do you want to talk about and let the conversation from the led by the people in the room the msp operators in the room let them dictate where it goes and i and i was a little i gotta admit a little skeptical because it sounded um well i just i i i I know how some of these other peer groups operate, and I don't want to speak ill of them, but there was enough obvious um, demand by this core group, and this is probably like 10, 20, 20 MSPs, um, and they said, look, look we, we want to do this. And so we, we tried it out earlier this year. It, it was really successful, and this was the second meeting um, in, in Las Vegas last week. And... They they even don't want to call them. They don't call themselves a peer group. They 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 call themselves uh, something else. I won't I, I won't repeat it on the air. It's not a bad word. It's just I, I think they want to keep it secret. They want it just for themselves. So I'll I'll honor that um, that uh, request. But you know it's called MSP Alliance Inspire, and they they are non competitive geographically, uh, but they're different sized MSPs. So, but they're, but they're of a fairly, they're all serious minded. And I'm not saying that other peer group 
participants are not serious, but I am saying that these guys are serious and they are more interested not in comparing, you know, financials. In fact, they've never compared financials. I, I, it may have come up. I don't even know if it's come up yet, to be honest. I don't think it's ever really been an issue. What they talk about is so unique. And, I, and I'm not a novice when it comes to listening to and observing MSPs at conferences. I mean, I've, I've been at MSP World for 17 plus years. I've seen that conference. I've been to other conferences where MSPs participate. I hear what they talk about. This is very different. It is a really different dynamic because there's no vendors around, no sponsors. There's no, uh, well, I'll get, I'll get into part of the, uh, p- part of the vetting process is in- instead of having, you know, non-geographically competitive MSPs and having them all compare, um, you know, be of, of kind of similar size, these are all MSP verified companies. They're either verified or they're in the process of becoming MSP verified. And that was one of the requirements that they made. They said, if we're going to have other people join, they got to be serious. And their level of seriousness isn't in how much product or how big they are, but it's based on their maturity, their growth um, trajectory, and the way they look at themselves in the profession, which I, I, I admire that and respect that. So anyway, that's that's kind of the the rule of 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 how to get in. But I learned a lot about these guys, and I learned a lot about the industry, and and I kind of boiled it down into a couple of bullet points, which I wanted to, to discuss with you guys. Um, because observing them for a day and a half, um, even in a place like Vegas, it, it was it was eye opening. It really was to see what they're all jazzed about, what they're really enthusiastic about, what they're concerned about, what their problems are, what they what really preoccupies their mind. And some of these things may be very common to, to some of you out there. Um, so I don't want to, you know, overdo it in terms of... Um, what what this group means. I do think it's unique. Be, and I'm saying that because of the MSPs who participate say this is unique. And and all I can say is that's that's what I'm hearing, that's what they believe every time they get together now and they they get together um virtually every month, but then they've had this is the second um in-person meeting that they've had and it's like Hey, they, they've um, they're like long lost friends. When they get together, they are not skipping a beat. They're just they dive right in and they just open up and they start talking. And that that brings me to the first thing, which which I I, I think was just completely not even on on my radar of of a benefit of this MSP Alliance Inspire group, and that is. MSP business owners, MSP executives, and there's there's a mixture of business owners and there's a mixture of business executives, all right? So in this group, I'm, there's a little bit of both, but they all have one thing in common, which is they, they use this meeting as a way to vent. 
because when they get together, they talk about things that I would never hear them talk about, even at MSP World. Like maybe I'd hear a little bit of an undertone and I, and I, you know, I don't eavesdrop, but I, you know, I, I walk around the conference and you see, you see a group of MSPs and they're talking. They don't open up that way because they're in a, in a public forum, right? Even in, at a, a breakfast or lunch table or at the bar, you know, or, or in a session at MSP world, they're, they're, they're always people around. So there's always ears. And I think that that, that always does impact a little bit of what an MSP might share out loud. But when, when you have them in a closed room and computers are off, nobody's, you know, listening over their shoulder, it's a, it's a controlled environment, they, they, they vent. They talk about things that are, you know, again, it could be both a good thing, it could be a bad thing, it could be a frustration, it could be a challenge they are facing, it could be a number of things. It, they're not always bad. They're, they're just things that, I, I, I phrase it this way, they find great comfort in hearing when they say something that they're challenged with, frustrated by, excited about, and when they hear someone else or two or three people in the room who say, I've dealt with the same thing, it is a remarkable reaction to see when multiple people realize that they're not, they're not suffering something alone. They're not dealing or observing something alone. And it, again, it's not always a negative. It could be a, it could be an opportunity that they are, they are chasing and they're wondering, is anyone else chasing this thing? And then someone else says, yeah, of course we're chasing it, but maybe in a different way, or maybe we've thought about it in, in a, you know, or approaching that opportunity in a slightly different manner. That type of reinforcement of, I didn't just invent this thing. That invention is not entirely my own. There's other people out there who think it's a good idea. And it gives validation. And, you know, maybe it's not truly venting. I think part of it is venting. But part of it is, is dealing with the isolation of being an MSP owner and operator. If you own an MSP or you're an operator or an executive in a managed services practice, it can be a very lonely, isolating position because there's just not a lot of this type of intimacy where you can talk about these issues. And I know that there's public message boards, right? But I mean, I'm sorry. You're not going to go on Reddit and post a bunch of these types of questions and feel comfortable doing it. I'm sorry. It, you're just not. And and I'm not going to talk about what they talked about. I'm, you know, in, in specifics. But I'm just trust me. They're they're not going to post these types of things in a public or even in a private moderated message board, where where it could get out there and it and, and can be you know exposed to to, uh, to to the light of day. They like bouncing ideas off of one another. They like hearing the challenges. They like, and, and I would say maybe half of, half of the validation that I witness in these groups now, and this is the second one, like I said, that, that I've seen, um, half of the validation is just knowing 
that they're not the only one dealing with a with an issue, good or bad. It's something other people are also witnessing that just makes them feel a little bit better. They're not isolated. It's normal. And that is a very comforting thing, number one. Uh, the second issue that I heard uh, a, a great deal of time was spent on this, and that's staffing, right? And now we've been talking about staffing for over a year now. Um, it, it, it became a, a significant issue with the pandemic. It remains a significant issue. Um, the, so a couple of things I learned. Number one, the tremendous amount of resource placed in cyber security education. And I'm talking about schools, vocational schools. I'm talking about even four-year, two-year degree colleges. I'm talking about um, trade schools, online schools. Um, there's, there's a variety of this stuff. The consensus that I heard from this group last week is that the, the majority of these types of cyber training camps are not producing qualified candidates, at least for the MSP sector. The consensus that I heard, uh, and, and I agree with it, it was, it was presented this way, and I, and I again, I, for, for those of you wondering, um, I w- am not taking an active role in these discussions. I, I kind of, we, we play moderator, we're there to network with, with our members, but we're not actually... Like, we're not even moderating. We're, we're honestly we do very little talking, mostly just observation and documentation of, of what's being said and occasionally ask or answer questions that are posed to us. But most of the discussions are led by the MSPs, like 90% of it, right? So I, I'm not there driving this stuff. This is stuff that organically comes up and becomes part of the, 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 the conversation. The MSPs just don't find value in the cybersecurity candidates that are coming out of colleges or the vocational schools. There it is. Uh, the, the consensus is that these cyber graduates are being groomed not for an MSP environment, but rather for a Fortune 500 cybersecurity security operations center. And... That is the. I, I think it's really interesting that they're that they they observe that because I think that that's largely true. These these cyber candidates and graduates are are being told that they're they have incredible worth. Now, they're being told that there's going to be a big payday at the end, right? You go through a six month, nine month, twelve month, whatever four year degree uh, cybersecurity program. And you're going to be worth X with no experience. You've never done anything in your life other than sit in a classroom. The moment you graduate with this degree or with this certificate, you're worth, you know, however much money. And they're going out there and they're having a reality check, which is kind of sobering because they're saying, Wow, no one wants to. No one. A. No one's giving me this this ridiculous salary that that I was promised. And B. Um, 
nobody even wants to hire me because I don't even have an experience, they're telling me. The MSPs are saying those same things. They don't have experience. They have exaggerated salary expectations. And they are ill-suited for the needs of the modern-day operating MSP. So what do the MSPs say? Well, they're, they're looking for people who have people skills, management skills, people management skills, I should say. People who might work in service industries, food service, hospitality, call centers, any industry where you come into contact with the general public and are exposed to dissatisfied people who voice that dissatisfaction and expect a resolution. Those skills are what I picked up from last week, one of the top level skills that you can get if you're going to interview for an MSP. Tip number one, if you're listening to this program and you're saying, hey, I'm, I, I think I might uh, appreciate a, a career in the MSP arts. Well, um, maybe, maybe that time you spent, you know, waiting tables or tending bar or, or doing whatever, you know, in college or in school wasn't actually a waste of time. Because these things, these skill sets do come in handy. The MSPs, by the way, are more than willing to train you if you have native people skills and have the ability to to be... Now, you have to be a problem solver. You have to be inquisitive. You, you need to be able to have a mindset and a, and a mind that is naturally inquisitive because problem solving, I think, is, is, is a chief characteristic of any... Um, level one, two, or three technician. Any service deck, any service desk technician has to have an inquisitive mind. But they also have to have the ability to to interact with people decently enough to calm them. Because remember, you know, any service desk interaction is is more than likely to deal with people who are frustrated, who have a problem with technology and they need the the problem solved fast because they have you know a great deal of pressure for whatever reason, and so these are all skills that uh, that became the dominant um, theme last week uh, amongst these MSPs. I mean, maybe you know a handful of hours were spent just talking about well, what do you what are you doing to, to solve your staffing needs? Where are you finding your people? You know, how are you training them? How long does it train them? Um, those types of, of themes and questions were being discussed. And I thought it was just really fascinating. Um, and then finally, um, the, the last major theme that, that I want to bring up, which, again, not a new theme here uh, on the MSP Zone and certainly not a new theme in the MSP Alliance, but cyber insurance. And the, the role of cyber insurance both as a benefit and a problem for the MSPs. Uh, what do I mean by that? It's a it's a benefit. Cyber insurance is a benefit for the MSPs because it is, according to them, and and I knew it before, but it was good just to hear them reiterate it. Cyber insurance is a 
big driver for customers of managed services to seek out their MSP, gain help, get help from the MSP in number one, answering the cyber insurance forms, and number two, actually implementing some of the practices that are being suggested in these cyber insurance questionnaires. The MSPs don't deny it. Hey, it's bringing in business. It's creating opportunities to talk to the customer about things that they talked about before. In many cases, the customers said, thanks, but no thanks, right? MFA, encryption, data backup, whatever you want, you know, uh, EDR, whatever it is. These are not new topics to the MSPs. The MSPs had been talking about this stuff to the customer, but the customers were always saying, "Eh, I don't want it. Now, when the customer gets a cyber insurance renewal or for the first time, they get a form that they have to fill out and the customer says, "Um, you know, I'm not going to get my insurance if I don't answer yes to some of these questions. It gives a great opportunity for the MSP to say, um, you know, we've been telling you this, but yeah, we would be happy to have a conversation about backing up your data, encrypting your data, getting you a password management tool, um, developing and, and implementing XDR technologies to monitor your, your endpoint and your, and your network. All right, these are all good conversations. That's on the good side. Now, on the on the bad side, the MSPs certainly are still, you know, I think what I took from last week is the, the MSPs are really um, unhappy about how 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 they are uh, viewed as MSPs and as risk centers compared to the reactive IT break fix community who are, in their opinion, um, far more at risk, far more risky in their behavior, and, and consequently, so are their customers. And so there's a fantastic amount of time and great ideas that were brought up just about how to, um, how to further differentiate themselves as MSPs, as MSP verify MSPs, to, to get a better access to cyber insurance, to get better premiums, uh, from their cyber insurance carriers, and also how to to bring those benefits downstream to their customers, um, and 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 that was that was a fantastic conversation to uh, to behold. So, you know, we're going to have more information about this. It, it, if you're looking for MSP Inspire, um, it's not up on the website yet. Um, we kind of launched it, you know, in. in um, um, in private, right? Um, just to see how it would go. And we've already got tons of demand. If you're interested, send us an email at info at mspalliance.com and we can send you some information about how to join the Inspire group. The next one is coming up, I think, uh, the next in-person is, is coming up in February, I believe in, in Miami. And um, they're, they're, they're accepting more members. Um, they want to grow the, the groups. And, you know, I, I think... I think it's just a fantastic thing. Um, I'm learning a lot from these things. Um, and the MSPs are obviously having a, a fantastic time of it and they're getting a, a ton of value out of it. So I thought that was uh, something really nice and uh, wanted to pass it on to you guys. And yeah, um, if you're interested, 
love to see you down in Miami for the next Inspire Group. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you will get notified when future episodes are released. We will see you next time in the MSP Zone. Zone.